The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 969 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Friday. The weekend is upon us, guys. No football. Football's over. Still celebrating our Chiefs winner, of course. Uh, But we do have wall-to-wall college basketball, another huge slate for tomorrow. So look out for my sharp report, which I will be writing, of course, uh, continuing to do so at vison.com. But looking toward today, guys, do have a five pack of sweats, seeing if we can finish off our week on a high note. I have four college basketball games that I'm excited to share with you, along with a NBA bet. And it wouldn't be a Friday afternoon pod without biting in the UFC. I did find a huge steam move here in the UFC that matches our system, younger, taller, longer reach. Uh, and when I give you a little bit of a home court, home octagon advantage, uh, there's an angle here to back this fighter that we're going to talk about uh, on the second half of the pod. So uh, five pack overall and, of course, a UFC sweat for this weekend. Now, looking back toward last night, guys, let me give you the good, the bad, and then something that I have never seen before in all my years of betting on sports. I've been doing it since uh, I was, let's just say, to be legal, 21 years old. Uh, but I've been in the arena for quite a while. I am 36 years old at this point. So yeah, I've been betting on sports every single day uh, for what? 15 years going on 16 years. Now the winners were Hofstra came through for the team. Love seeing Hofstra there. Got a little dicey at one point. They pulled away, got a win for us. Arkansas state. They made a sweat. They're up 19 at one point, gave it away. And then they rolled to come back and win that one. So that was a great hit. Delaware, warrant, warrant. Ken Palm sound the alarm did not come through. I, I, I tell you what, Delaware, I think I bet on them twice this year, but, uh, lost both times. So uh, Delaware, you are on my no bet list, uh, even though they did have a sharp move and really, uh, you know, kind of uh, checked off multiple boxes. And then the Lakers Warriors over uh, landed 238. We got 242 and a half. And really what hurt us there was it was a blowout. So they pulled, obviously, uh, you know, Reeves and um, Anthony Davis and came up a little bit short with that total. 
but the night all hinged on, whether we had a winning night or losing night, it all hinged on Queens and Stetson. Now, I've gotten a lot of DMs, a lot of emails, a lot of people tweeting me about this, and I'm right there with you. This is what I'm talking about, something I've never seen in all of my years. And I'm not going to tell you I'm you know, 85 years old. I've been for 50 years. No, I've been you know doing it uh, for going on 15 years at this point. But that's still a pretty big sample when you bet all sports all year round um, you know, for a very long time. What happened there, guys? Jesus. Well, first off, I thought we won the game. Uh, we had Queen Stetson over 159.5, beat the closing line. Uh, remember, that I think closed 160, even 160.5, so got a good number there. There were 90 points in the first half, feeling like we're looking good. Uh, and then what happened? So it was 83 to 75. Now, if you add those two numbers up, that's 158. We needed one more bucket. The very last play of the game. Uh, Queens is up. Stetson's down. Stetson, uh, goes for a three pointer with like five seconds left. It gets blocked. The big man steals the ball or, you know, takes the block shot, goes right to the rim and scores right at the buzzer. Boom. Two points. We needed it. We cashed the over that made it 83 to 77, right? Win our game. I'm, I'm happy about it. I even tweeted about it. Here we are. You know, we shouldn't have even had to sweat that much because they score 90 in the first half. Uh, shouldn't have, have even had it been that sweaty, at, you know, in the second half. But anyway, as long as we got the win, we got the win, right? I go into my app again, graded as a win, go to my sports book, graded as a win. Um, and I'm like, man, that guy put it in right as the, the red, uh, flashing lights on the backboard started to, started to flash there. So like, wow, what a win, what a rush here. I am thinking, Hey, it's going to be a bad beat 90 points first half. And then you can't give me the over for the game, but whew, we did it. We, we won, right? Then I get a tweet from somebody about an hour later saying they negated the basket. I'm like, what? I freak out. I rush to go to my app. Well, first thing I do is I rush to go to ESPN and all the other different score operators to go to the team sites. And I look at it and I don't see 83 to 77. I three, I see 83 to 75. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? They took away that final basket uh, the, however, here's the thing. And I've been hearing different things from different people. The book that I bet that over 159 and a half at, I just looked an hour, you know, a few minutes before I did the pod here today, uh, day later, it's still showing up as a win in my sports book. So maybe my sports book, I'm not going to say who it is, uh, but maybe they didn't find out about the change final score. Maybe they're going to honor it anyway. But a lot of people have reached out to me and saying that with the books that they bet the over 159 and a half, they took away the basket and they went from a win to a loss. So my gripe today is number one. How can you change after the fact that bucket? Like who said after uh, a game that, you know, ended with a bucket that didn't change the final score, the dog won out right there with Queens. Who really said, let's, let's look at that after. And again, what was annoying too, is the announcer said, um, I don't know if that'll count. Yes, it will. I'm like, Oh, whew, we got it there. Winner. So who was it that said, you know what? The game's over. It didn't affect the final score. It didn't change who covered or who won. Let's go back and re-look at that final play, and let's take that off the board. This is like, this is my issue with replay. Replay is good in theory. You don't want, and this is why replay to me is annoying. Use replay to make, you know, like if that was the game-winning shot, okay, you know, if it, maybe he didn't get it off in time, you know, make the right call. But let that stand. Come on, are you kidding me? I have never seen a situation like that where an hour after the game, they changed the final score. So like, I want to know first who complained, who, who was that? Like, 
that person who said, you know what, we really got to relook at that last play, and I don't know if he got it off in time, even though it has absolutely no effect on the outcome of the game in any way, you know who it has an effect on? The people who bet the over 159.5. So again, my book still is showing a winner. I do know some people have shown me that they graded out as a loser, but that just annoys the heck out of me. How can you change a final score like that an hour after the game when it has no effect on the outcome? Like, let it stand. Anyway, I've never seen that before. So hopefully your book graded as a win. Well, I know a lot of books didn't, but that was just super aggravating because that was a guaranteed three and two night winning night. And then they changed it an hour later and it becomes a two and three night slightly losing night. So again, I've never seen that before, but I just think it's ridiculous that an hour later and I go on Twitter to try to figure it out. Is there any transparency? Does the NCAA come out and say, hey, we reviewed the play. He didn't get off in time. Like the two-minute report in the NBA. No, of course. They just do it and don't say anything. Uh, little did, did they even know that that was, you know, the difference between an over and under hitting? Probably not. Who knows? Uh, again, I don't want to speculate, but that was just super frustrating that they came back after the fact an hour later and changed that. So I am right there with you. If your book rate graded that as a loss, that is total BS. And in my 15 plus years of betting sports every day, year round, I have never seen them change an hour later a score that could, you know, change a, a, an over winner to a, a, an under winner or, or an over lo- a loser, I should say. So anyway, just ridiculous. I can't believe that total BS that they took that basket away. Anyway, let's get back to today because we always talk about on the Market Insights pod, good day, bad day, treading water. It's always about the next bet mentality. You can't do anything about the past. The past is the past. Even though if you're a uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald fan, uh, great Gatsby, uh, they say to Jay Gatsby, you can never change the past. Uh, yes, you can. Actually, no, you can't. But anyway, um, let's focus on today. Let's get uh, let's have a winning day today as we steam into the weekend. So as I mentioned, five pack, four college, one NBA. I got a UFC bet for you right after, uh, and then we will get out of here and get right to the weekend. Uh, before we dive in, of course, a little bit of housekeeping as always. If you haven't done it yet, go sign up for the VEASAN Daily Newsletter. It's free. It costs you nothing. All you got to do is go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter, plug in your email, hit submit. Then you're going to get that every single morning waking up. And it's really a great way to just get your day started off right. Get your brain thinking about betting. Uh, Bill D, who puts together the newsletter every morning, does a fantastic job, gets you excited about, hey, what are the big games on tap today? What are what are the, the you know, what's the team at VEASAN focusing on? Links to our articles, promos for legal sports books, links to our pods, all included in the daily newsletter. Go sign up, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. It's free and you get a lot of great information each morning. Also, if you're looking to take that next step in your sports betting journey, we'd love for you to become a VEASAN All Access Pro member. You can sign up VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're going to get best bet picks, a live stream of all the VEASAN shows, all the articles beyond the paywall, the DraftKings percentages, bet splits and dollars, uh, as well as all of our betting guides. And then, of course, support us on social media. We pump out great sports betting content throughout the day from our Twitter feed. You can follow us at VEASAN Live. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. So with that being said, Let's get right back into college basketball. I love betting college hoops every day. I love it. There's nothing like it. Even when uh, we get screwed by a uh, ridiculous changing of the final score an hour later, I still can't get over that. I'll, I'll never forget that. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, let's get right into tonight, guys. Four sweats overall. I'm going to start with the Ivy League. That's right. Little Ivy here. Seven o'clock Yale against Cornell. I'm going Cornell on the money line here tonight, guys. I got Cornell on the money line at minus 135. Let's set the stage. Yale going into this one should be a good game. Two of the best teams in the Ivy. Yale is 17 and seven. They just had their 10 game win streak come to an end, though. They lost to Princeton 73 to 62. On the other hand, Cornell, they're really the class of the Ivy. 19 and four. They've won nine of 10. They just uh, took down Dartmouth 89 to 80. 
So why do I like Cornell here? First off, line move toward Cornell. Cornell opened as low as a one point, one and a half point home favorite. We've seen Cornell get steamed up to minus two. Uh, when I wrote about them this morning for the uh, Sharp Report as well as Morning Bets Pod, they were pretty much minus two across the board. I'm seeing a two and a half now. So good sign here that the line continues to go toward Cornell. Tells us that there really hasn't been any uh, respected buyback on Yale. Always love one-sided movement. Maybe you're not getting the best of the number anymore if you didn't hit it early, but it's a sign that, hey, that's still the sharp side. Now, Cornell uh, right now is getting 82% of bets, 91% of spread dollars. So public, but also sharp action here. A little bit of low bets, higher dollars, bet split in favor of Cornell. Now, Cornell has a bunch of offensive advantages. Better uh, offensive efficiency, 54th in the country versus 87th for Yale. Better effective field goal percentage, 57% versus 52%. And Cornell is putting up 84 points a game versus 76 for Yale. So hopefully uh, the offense of Cornell shows up tonight and Yale can't keep up. Knock on wood. Uh, but of course, uh, Ken Palm does have Cornell winning by two. So if you're laying a two, two and a half, really not much of an edge. Good sign he has him winning. But this is why I'm going to go money line, protect myself on the off chance Cornell wins by one or two. I want to win my bet, not push or lose my bet. So I got him at one, minus 135. Pretty good bet split, 76% of money line bets, but 91% of money line dollars. Further evidence of the pros going Cornell on the money line. Now, this is a revenge spot for Cornell. They lost to Yale just barely, 80 to 78 uh, on the road earlier this month. Uh, Ivy League home favorites in conference play are 18 and 5, 78%. And Cornell is a perfect 9 and 0 at home this season. So you add it all up, guys. Sharp move, a uh, bunch of offensive advantages. Great Ivy League home favorite system match. I'm going Cornell Moneyline at minus 135. Next bet for you, Purdue-Fort Wayne, or IPFW, as a lot of people like to call them, versus Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Go Pack Go. I'm on Green Bay Moneyline. I got Green Bay, uh, I think I got them at, what, minus 145. But anyway, like Green Bay here, similar cap to the Yale Cornell. Sneaky sharp line move to the home team. Uh, Green Bay opened as low as a minus one and a half, minus two. Uh, home favorite. They've been bet up to minus two and a half. That's where they were sitting this morning. Now I'm seeing them up to minus three. So good sign here that we have continued movement in favor of Green Bay. Um, now, if you look at advantages here, Green Bay, another offensive uh, edge here. 197th in the country doesn't sound great, but 215 for IPFW. Green Bay has the better offensive rebound percentage, 28% versus 22%. Better at the free throw stripe, which is huge and what could be a tight game, 75% versus 70 now, Ken Palm does have Green Bay winning by three. So again, two and a half, now three. You're right on the number. This is why I'm going money line. Got him earlier, minus 145. Uh, but good bet split on the money line. 78% bets, 91% money. Green Bay is 10 and two at home, and they are 12 and three in their last 15 games. They've been playing very, very well. Uh, I wanna, and I want to back them here. And also, I mentioned this on Morning Bets today, and I wrote about it in the uh, VEASAN.com uh, Sharp Report, but a big rest advantage for Green Bay. Green Bay hasn't played since the 14th of February. Uh, IPFW played on the 17th. So on the one hand, it's, hey, you're rested, rehab injuries, you know, get healthier. But it's also, you know, Green Bay is coming off a loss. They lost by one point to Northern Kentucky. That snapped a five-game win streak. The long layoff to me is more of, hey, you got to stew on that loss. You're stuck in the gym. Your coach is riding you. You want to get right back out there and get a win. So the layoff to me is an advantage from almost a competitive perspective. Uh, of course, Green Bay. Um, is better in conference play, 12-4 and four versus IPFW, 8-8. Eight and eight. And we have seen Horizon League home favorites win 75% of the time straight up in conference play. They're 44-15. and 15. So I'm going Green Bay, baby. Go Pack Go. I'm on Green Bay Moneyline at minus 145. 
just added this one uh, later in the day, but I've been kind of staring at it all day, and I said, hey, pretty good Ken Palm edge here. Let's let's take a shot. Youngstown State against Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I'm going Youngstown State on the money line. Got him at minus 145. Now, Youngstown State opened at around a two-and-a-half-point road favorite, and they've been moving up here close to minus three. So there's never gone down to two. It's always been juiced up or moved up two-and-a-half to three in favor of Youngstown. Now, Youngstown is getting 78% of bets, but almost 90% of the money. It is a lower bet game later in the night, 8 o'clock night here. But what I like is a Ken Palm edge. They're minus 2.5 or minus 3. Ken Palm has them winning by 4. So a little bit of an edge there uh, based on Ken Palm, who owes us after uh, Delaware Blue Hens let us down with the alarm last night. But I'm looking at the rankings. He has Youngstown ranked 134 in the country versus Milwaukee, who's ranked 258. That's a huge discrepancy. So really, Youngstown's the better team who should get it done. And the market is showing liability juice movement or just regular movement, minus two and a half to minus three in their favor. Now, uh, better offensive efficiency for Youngstown. They rank 110 in the country versus 176 for Milwaukee. But huge advantage defensively as well. Youngstown ranks 170 versus 317 for Milwaukee. That is one of the worst defensive teams uh, in college hoops with, with Milwaukee. Also, again, close game. Can you make your free throws? 78% for Youngstown, only 72% for Milwaukee. And turning the ball over. Youngstown takes much better care of the ball. They rank 67th in the country in turnovers versus 284 for Milwaukee. Um, and I do like the fact that Youngstown um, is coming off a loss. So hopefully, you know, kind of a bounce back spot here. And Youngstown did beat Milwaukee earlier this year. It was an overtime game. They won 97-85. That was back uh, earlier this month. Um, but with a good Ken Palm edge, he's got him by four. Market's really only showing liability toward Youngstown. Kind of feels like a, a bettable money line play here, guys. I'm going Youngstown on the money line. I got him at minus 145. Then last by the night for you, nine o'clock game, uh, Fairfield and Quinnipiac. Let's go Quinnipiac on the money line. Got Quinnipiac at minus 145 at home against Fairfield. Uh, like this angle toward Quinnipiac. First off, Line movement. They open minus two, two and a half. They've been bet up to minus three. So pretty much one-sided movement in favor of Quinnipiac. Now they're getting around 80% of bets and dollars on the spread. So kind of a pro and Joe bet split, but it's one of the lower bet games of the night, late night. So hopefully that's more wise guy money on Quinnipiac. Uh, but Quinnipiac has a lot of advantages here. Uh, Quinnipiac is first off the better defensive efficiency team, 182 in the country versus 235 for Fairfield. Uh, also better free throw shooting, 78% versus 75%. And I like the fact that Quinnipiac has kind of been a good buy low, sell high value play spot because Fairfield, who's 16 and 10, they've won four of their last five. Uh, so they're kind of riding high. Quinnipiac is 19 and six great, great record, but they've lost two straight. So you're kind of buying low on Quinnipiac at home in a get right spot, having lost two straight against a Fairfield team that's playing well and has won four of their last five. So it would really be a buy low, sell high in favor of Quinnipiac and against Fairfield. Now, this is a money line play for me because I'm not going to mess around with a minus three, have Quinnipiac win by one, two, or three, and push or lose my bet. So I got Quinnipiac at minus 145. Uh, but I was looking at the money line splits, really good toward Quinnipiac. 86% money line bets, 93% money line dollars. And the MAAC home favorites, they're 61% straight up in conference play this year. Quinnipiac did beat Fairfield earlier this year on the road, 66 to 64. And Quinnipiac has been great at home, 11-2 and two at home. So pretty much movement liability in favor of Quinnipiac. Buy low, sell high. I think it's a good opportunity to back Quinnipiac at home here in a get-right spot. I got Quinnipiac at minus 145. So four money line bets here. Can we get three of them? 
Cornell, Green Bay, Quinnipiac, and Youngstown. That about does it for the first half of the pod here, guys. We're going to take a very short break, but when we get back, I got more for you. I got an NBA total. We're going to get our revenge after uh, Lakers and uh, Warriors camp a little short last night. And I do have to finish the pod abiding UFC octagon play where we have a octagon home. You know, usually it's home court, home ice, home field advantage. How about a home octagon advantage with a really sharp line move? I'll tell you who it is when we return coming up here after a short break on episode 969 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena, approaching betting from a sharp data contrarian uh, approach with your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone, we are back at it on a big Friday as we steam into the weekend. Another big day of college basketball tomorrow. Cannot wait. Stay tuned for my sharp report tomorrow morning. Dropping on VEASAN.com, I'll give you uh, three of the sharpest bets uh, that I'll be looking at. Again, a lot of these lines haven't come out yet, but... I'm sure we're going to have some, you know, unranked home fave ranked opponents, sharp line moves, Ken Palm edges. So just get ready. It's going to be a big college basketball Saturday. Cannot wait 
to sweat it with you guys tomorrow. But anyway, started the pod talking college hoops. Still cannot believe they took away that late basket in Queens and Stetson. I think that is a tragic. I'm not going to say tragedy. There are real tragedies. Again, it's not a tragedy. It's a travesty in the betting community, I would say. But anyway, hopefully getting our revenge tonight. Four money lines, Cornell, Green Bay, Quinnipiac, and Youngstown. Now let's go over to the NBA. Got an NBA total for you. Uh, and I'm looking for some points in this one. I'm going over in the Bucks and Timberwolves game. I'm going over 225. Now, a few reasons to like this over if you want to play it with me. Uh, first off, we've seen the market move up. Total open around 223 and a half. It's in bet up to 225. I see some 225s that are juiced up uh, in a couple of books that are actually 225 and a half. So again, shop around, have multiple outs. The 225 is available, but it is showing that some books are even higher. Start off the bat, we got line movement to the over. Tells me some smart money came in on the over. Now, currently 85% of bets, but 90% of money is on this over. Don't love that it's, you know, quote unquote public play, but also um, some sharp action in the form of low bets, higher dollars, and that line ticking up. But when I'm kind of piecing together more uh, reasons to bet the over, I feel more confident about it. So aside from the line move, a couple other angles here. Really good uh, betting system match. And this would be the non-conference overs, especially non-conference overs that rise. So two teams from two different conferences. Uh, you have the East and the West here, Bucks in the East, T-Wolves in the West. Uh, when two teams who don't really match up very often, lack of familiarity, play each other, take the over because it's really benefits to the offense. Defense doesn't know how to match up, especially when the total goes up a little bit. So non-conference overs in which the total goes up at least a half point, they're 67 and 52 this year to the over, 56%. So good system match there to the over. I'm also looking at a couple other angles here. Uh, One is rest. You know, both these teams haven't played since February 15th. You know, they had a bunch of all-stars, Anthony Edwards, uh, Lillard, Giannis, of course, played in the all-star game, but it's been a long layoff. Didn't play last night. And I'm looking at the injury report. It's completely clean. So no one is expect, no one, you know, notable is expected to miss this game. You should have all your stars playing. You should have all your stars rested. So have your legs get up and down the court. Hopefully uh, a lot of possessions, a lot of opportunities to score. Also a short spread here. You know, the Timberwolves are only favored by four and a half. I think they opened minus five. So maybe some bucks money came in, but short spread here. We're hopefully, uh, you know, closer, shorter spread, more competitive, more back and forth. Don't get a blowout last night, which hurt our, our over in the Lakers game, but it's always good short spread on an over again versus a big spread on an under. You get up big, take your foot off the gas. So you have the short spread over system match. Milwaukee in particular, I'm going to admit, you know, Minnesota is one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, but uh, but Milwaukee is number five in terms of pace. They're number five in terms of offensive efficiency, and they're 17th in defense. So they've been a good over team this year. They score a lot. They give up a lot. Hasn't really gotten much better with Doc Rivers uh, taking over as coach. Also, you look at the referees. All three refs are over refs. Acosta, Mitchell, Capers, um, in particular Mitchell. Uh, is like 55% to the over. The rest of the guys are like 51%, 52%. So I'll take that. Um, and then, um, you know, adding it all up again, we have a, a line move up, uh, good bet split, rested, clean injury report, good um, non-conference over system match that rises. Add it all up, guys. I'm going over here. I'm seeing if we can get 226 or more. Give me Bucks T-Wolves over 225. Now to finish up the pod, you know we can't finish up a pod on a Friday without some biting in the arena, as I like to call it, a little bit of UFC. Uh, and this one really jumped out to me. First, I saw the line move, and I'm like, man, this guy's taking in a lot of respected money. Then I did some research. He's checking off a lot of boxes, and he has a home octagon advantage. So 
Which bot am I talking about? I'm talking about. Uh, it is the, let me find it for you on my odds page. Um, it is the uh, lightweight bout between Chris Duncan and Manuel Torres. Where am I going with this one? Torres. Manuel Torres. I got Torres on the money line at minus 185. Again, betters first bets win, of course, uh, as we mentioned, all play, all plays like that in order to protect yourself on a loser, on a money line favorite. You want to make money on a money line uh, dog plus money. Anyway, first thing that jumped out to me with Manuel Torres is the line move. Manuel Torres opened as low as like minus 115, minus 125. He's been steamed all the way up to minus 185. I see some books even, you know, closer to minus 200. Keep an eye out too when you're betting UFC. You're going to see a lot of discrepancies here. One book I got Torres at was minus 185. Another one was minus 190. One was minus 200. Again, you do see different numbers, so make sure you have access to multiple shops. But the minus 185 is the best price here on Torres. Straight off the bat, huge line move. Open minus 115, minus 125, up to minus 185. Tells me a lot of money came in on Torres. I want to be with that big, sharp line move. Uh, Torres has a pretty good bet split from BetMGM. He's getting 77% of bets, but over 90% of dollars. So again, maybe some public, but also a lot of respected sharp action. Low bets, higher dollars with that line move. Then, of course, to reiterate, younger, taller, longer reach. Uh, That's what we look for when we're betting UFC. Torres is younger. He's 28 years old versus 30 years old for Duncan. Now, they're both 5'8", so the height is the same, but a big reach advantage. 73.5 inches versus 71.5 inches for Duncan. Uh, So we have younger, we have longer reach, we have a line move, we have a great bet split here. And then, as you dig a little bit deeper, a couple things that I really like in favor of Torres. One is that he's a switch um, stance guy versus orthodox for Duncan. So switch basically means... You know, when you're, you know, lined up, getting ready to punch or kick someone, you can flip righty versus lefty. So it just makes you, it's like a switch hitter in baseball versus someone who just has the same stance the entire time. So I kind of like that angle in favor of Torres. But also, I really put a lot of stock into significant strikes per minute because if you go to the judges, to the decision, whoever has more offense, more strikes, typically is going to win the bout. Um, Significant strikes per minute for Torres is 9.7 versus 5.1 for Duncan. So Torres really dishes out more punishment, uh, connecting on your significant strikes, 58% for Torres, only 46% for Duncan. Um, and then I was reading about how Torres has very, very powerful. Uh, he's knocked out like a ton of his opponents here. Um, and he also has a really good takedown defense. So hopefully he doesn't get to the mat. And then the last little nugget here, uh, that made me kind of put the cherry on top for Torres is that Manuel Torres is a proud Mexican fighter. And where is USC, UFC fight night this Saturday? Moreno versus Roy Val 2. Where is that being played? It's being played in Mexico City. Uh, so, And Duncan, by the way, I think is a Scottish fighter. So imagine how hyped and, and ready to go Torres is going to be fighting in front of his, his home country, his home crowd. It's going to be a very pro-Torres crowd. Hopefully he feeds off that energy. And it's a big home octagon advantage in favor of Torres. But really, you had me at the line move. Again, minus 115, minus 125, all the way up to minus 185. So I'm going Manuel Torres to win tomorrow night on the money line at minus 185. That about does it for this edition of the Market Insights Pod, episode 969. But reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights Pod or the Morning Bets Pod, or since you've tuned in over nearly a thousand episodes, you've learned a thing or two, you've picked up on a different way to bet on sports, uh, looking at 
the data, line movement, system matches, uh, betting splits, not parlaying, being disciplined with your bankroll management, dog to fave line moves, fading trendy dogs, any of the things we talk about. Or maybe you just enjoy listening to the pod. Maybe you don't bet every play that I mentioned, but you pick and choose or you just like kind of the, uh, I always joke, it's kind of pulling up a chair to the virtual bar, hanging with your buddies, talking sports, trying to make sharp bets, not just opinion-based bets, which I think is taking over uh, obviously the industry here, which again, that gets clicks. I understand, but you know what? I I don't want a hot take. I want you to tell me where the money's going. That's where I want to go. But anyway, if the pod has helped you along your sports betting journey, whether it's market insights, morning bets, this approach to betting that I teach, or if you just think I'm a decent guy, you want to make me happy and make me uh, and let me know you appreciate the hard work that I put in grinding in the arena each day, teaching the data-driven contrarian model. Uh, if any of that is the case, then you can do something to make me very, very happy. Go to amazon.com and type in the everything guide to sports betting. That's my book. That's my baby. It's the sharp contrarian Bible. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person, how to go contrarian. Um, uh, Of course, uh, bankroll management, chapters on all the major sports. Baseball is coming back here. Got a chapter on baseball, March Madness, all included in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So it's like 20 bucks. Go buy a copy. Make me happy. uh, Make my day. And then when I see you at the book, I'll sign it for you and I'll buy you a beer. Uh, Or if you don't drink, I'll buy you a nice Diet Coke. How about that? Uh, But anyway, guys, that about does it. Uh, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook in New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut, at the Encore in Boston or Plain Ridge Park Casino or MGM Springfield out in my neck of the woods in Massachusetts or out in New York, breaking handle records every month in the Empire State or out in the desert where the true grinders get down where Billy Walters sends his number runners where the lowest juice possible is found at the South Point or sweating sharp contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew at Circa, getting a victory burger at the end of the night jumping in the stadium swim pool when you cash a big ticket, wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. You're going to show me a Hofstra ticket from last night. You're going to show me an Arkansas State ticket from last night. Man, but whatever you do, that Queen Stetson over. I can't get over the fact that they took that bucket away. What a weird, weird situation. I have never seen that before. To me, you can't do that. You really can't change the score like that. You got to honor that final score. But guess what, guys? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. Sweat Sharp Contrarian plays all night long. So wish you the best of luck, everyone. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And my parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But remember, we are always playing a long game. Sports betting is hard, but if we can consistently be in that sweet spot, lay off the games that, that have red flags and get down on the games that check off the boxes, against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays and get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be successful betters for the rest of our lives. Uh, But enjoy the sweats, everyone. Have a great Friday and uh, have a great weekend as well. Good luck. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.